Hi friends, this is Jillian and Kaylin, and you're listening to In Case You Missed It on Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on navigating the ups and downs of adulthood, from managing stress and finances to crushing your career and love life. Tune in every Monday as we share game-changing tips from our guests that you might have missed. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Talk to us about risk tolerance. So how do people's short-term and long-term financial goals factor into the risk that they should take? So if you mm-hmm. have this money that you're looking to invest for retirement versus you might want to buy a house in the next five years so you don't want to tie everything up. So how do you, how do you approach that risk factor? Yes, there's a couple of things that you mentioned. So there's there's personal risk tolerance, but then there's also your time horizon for your goal. So that's the length you have to be invested before you have to, you know, pull out that money to pay for, a, you know, down payment on a home or to retire. So first, I always say it's important to really know what your personal risk tolerance is first before also figuring out what should my asset allocation of my portfolio be based on my time horizon. And so there's a number of great and free, um, you know, calculators or investor questionnaires you can take to be like, okay, you answer a bunch of, you know, questions and then it'll kind of suggest, okay, you have a very low tolerance for risk or you have a high tolerance for risk. And another thing I always tell people is, Usually your tolerance for risk will be low with the get-go because you have a lot of fear and, and you're just like, ah, oh, there's a lot of unknowns. And so over time, as you educate yourself and become just more experienced investor, you may actually see your risk tolerance increase. Like for me, I was actually very conservative at the beginning because I was just terrified and I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I continue to educate myself and, and, and learn all these things, I'm at probably the highest risk tolerance. Um, and a lot of it also has to do with your personal experience just being in the market so you know remember last march there was a big market crash and it was very interesting to see everyone's reactions a lot of people freaked out and thought this was this is the end of times and they pulled out all their money and they or just or they just uh, converted you know whatever they're investing in into cash or something very secure like bonds and those people if they didn't you know, at some point get back into the stock market, they probably lost a ton of money. The best thing you can do when there's a market crash is absolutely nothing. Just stay invested in whatever your portfolio is, ride out that wave. So, I mean, my portfolio did great (laughs) because I didn't do anything differently than what I'd already kind of organized beforehand. Yeah, you Um, weren't operating like emotionally with like just reacting to everything. 100%, a lot of people react and make decisions off their emotions, which is totally natural to want to do, but you have to check yourself, be like, but I know logically that's actually not a good idea to do as an investor, especially a long-term investor. Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of fight that feeling of like, oh no, everything's going down, which is also why I have so many conversations with people that are like, I really want to get into stocks. And I'm like, I don't think you understand what you're getting yourself into. It is an emotional roller coaster, especially (laughs) too. Like I, you know, have part of my portfolio in individual stocks. I invest in a lot of tech companies that I uh, like and I think are, you know, going to continue to grow long term. They go up and down every single day and it's very emotional. So I lose thousands of dollars one day, gain thousands of dollars the next day. The best thing you can do is really just not check your account for a while (laughs) and uh, just kind of let it do its thing. But a lot of people just don't have the stomach for it. And so that's really what risk tolerance means is, what kind of stomach do you have for the ups and downs of the market? Mm-hmm. 
if you really can't handle losing like 30% of the value of your portfolio, because there's another market crash or uh, what have you, an event that happens, then maybe being in something that's like 90% stocks, 10% bonds, isn't a good idea for you. So you've got to do something that you know is right for you, but then you of course can change it at any point. You're never stuck in anything. You can alter. So for me last March, I actually was in a portfolio that was 80, 20 stocks and bonds. And I actually increased it to 90, 10, because I realized, oh, I actually have a bigger, you know, stomach for this. So let's, let's increase my, uh, uh, exposure to stocks. And I'm glad I did because I did pretty well. That's so that awesome. was risk tolerance. I know your other question was investment uh, time horizons and so time frames. That's another yeah. really important thing to think about when you're thinking about, you know, what should my asset mix of my portfolio be depending on the investment goal. And that's really important to also talk about is I think when we talk about portfolios and investments, people are just assume we're talking about that one goal of retirement, but you may have other goals mm -hmm. and all those different goals should be in different portfolios because they have, they have different criteria. If you're saving for a down payment in a home and you need that money in five years, that should be in a very different portfolio than something, you know, your retirement portfolio in which you're not going to retire for 40 years, right? You can take on way more risk in your retirement account. You shouldn't take as much risk unless you're okay, you know, again, with the consequences of taking on risk for something that's such a short-term goal. So for something that's a short-term goal, let's say one to two or even three years, that should be in something very conservative. So that should be like savings account, GICs, or a balanced portfolio of say, 60% uh, bonds, 40% stocks, something that's, you know, okay, we're not gonna lose all our money if there's another market crash. Something a little bit longer, like five to seven years, you can take on maybe a little bit more risk that could still be like 60% stocks, 40% bonds, or 70% stocks, 30% bonds. Again, there's totally, there's so many um, great resources and calculators. Like for instance, I mentioned those risk tolerance calculators. They also usually um, kind of give you a suggestion for what a good asset mix for all the, you know, answers that you provided as well. And also if you're using a robo advisor, it kind of forces you to go through their questionnaire to answer, you know, you have to answer what your investment goal is, your time horizon, your risk tolerance. And that's how it will uh, suggest a particular portfolio for you on that criteria as well. Thanks for starting your week with us. If you enjoyed today's In Case You Missed It, check out our show notes for the full episode. We would love it if you subscribed, left us a comment or a rating, and followed us on Instagram. See you next time. <laughs>